are listening to season two, episode one of the Forbidden Love Rugby podcast. And boys, I'm sure that this is, and I'm confident in saying this is going to be the hottest episode of the season. Yes. In terms of temperature, in <laughs> terms of done. temperature alone. Yeah, and that and that vest you're wearing. Oh, flat out. It was like, oh, it was like this or the raw. And um, if... I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure our, you know, if we were on a YouTube video, that wouldn't be appropriate. I was going to say this. This might be finally the thing that uh, kickstarts our streaming career, <laughs> or kicks or kicks it out. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just get the admin out of the way. Then uh, you can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter. We are at FL Rugby Pod. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Boys, how do people get in touch with you? I am probably somewhere there. Eddie Rugby, EWD. Double Y Rugby. Try and find me if you can. <laughs> he's, he's hiding. <laughs> I know and, about you, Mikey. And uh, mine is, as as we're all well versed in, it's uh, Mikey S. Harris or lowercase. Fantastic. Ooh, he's stopped there, Ed. Stopped there. Enough of this nonsense. <laughs> this new season, new you. <laughs> Excellent. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's time to start fresh, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, you need... You, you, the Adorians fans already know my opinions on lowercase and uppercase and all the yeah. jazz that comes along with it. Yeah, cut, it, need... cut, cut it at source. Yeah, you you need a new gimmick now for the yeah. upcoming season. Yeah, let's work, let's work on that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that'll emerge now over the neck of the first couple of episodes. Is it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, we had a we had a nice Saturday, didn't we, Bert? Mikey? We did. It was very nice. Yeah. Saturday in the sun in Sardis. Indeed, and uh, probably the best result for our, our friendship. Oh, particularly of <laughs> harking back to the origins of the forbidden love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I mean it couldn't have gone any better for the impartial, particularly our pest from the West friend who was uh, sat alongside us. He flat. wasn't impartial. Oh, <laughs> you'd like to think he would be with his scarlet jacket on and his um, Max Verstappen hat on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, with the two two things in life I am not too keen on. Oh, there we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, Ed? Has it been? It's been a bit of a blur by the sounds of things. Uh, yeah, very baby orientated. Uh, I couldn't remember before we came on, but it was basically just uh, walking and uh, oh, I was went to the barrage on Saturday. That was what nice. Oh, you mm. did send me a picture of him in a pub as well, causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Friday, Friday night we went to um, uh, Pipes Brewery in Poncana. Uh, sort of take take him out for his good first man. pint, and uh, he had a he had a good time. Robin. Yeah, What's his tipple? he did. The meat that gets milk uh, stout as well, something. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. I'll call for right. milk stout. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, boys. Um, right, seeing as we are into a new season, now, and it's, this isn't just previews anymore, uh, let's bring back the news mm. segment. So, um, semi-breaking news, broke about an hour ago. Uh, it looks like Cardiff have actually secured follow-on investment um, following the death of Peter Thomas. Uh, snap sort of judgments on this, lads? Go on, Ed, as, the, uh, as, as, as a Cardiff fan. Uh, well, it can only be a good thing. Well, you have, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I just 
I just hope it means now that some signings can happen, mm. uh, get some bolstered numbers in for positions we're a bit light on. Yeah, like, I mean, at outside half, we should be eyeing up guys again to mark now. And Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, I reckon. Really? Yeah, no, I reckon we probably get uh, yeah. you know, South African bomb squad on the books now. Shouldn't be a... Yeah, that's it. Per, per, you know, house, you can house them in uh, group accommodation in Poncana. They love it. Yeah. 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 Just, All the coffee shops they can Just want. import uh, Biltong. Yeah. <laughs> and the... Well, you get it, get it from down west off of Kent. Yeah. Oh, Kent, yeah. Biltong. Yeah, exactly. And um, I... So, yeah, I've, I've been just reading a little bit about this. Um I do want to caveat this with it's still heads of terms have been agreed. Yeah. Like we've, we've heard those words already in the last 12 months, haven't we? Yeah. Lots, <laughs> lots <Yes>. and lots. <laughs> um, and there's no real news on who or why the uh, investors are. Isn't, isn't it sort of Welsh and English investors with overseas interests? Or so that, along them lines? Yeah. So I, I think I might be looking at the same article as you. Mm. Um, and it's was saying here that, Cardiff had been in discussions with Y11 Sports yeah. Media, but they are the majority shareholder of the Ospreys. And there's this probably a thing where they, they can't have things yeah. in two pies. In fact, I think that is definitely... Wasn't there like a guy who was running a club in like a Tier 2 nation who'd gotten Challenge Cup rugby? Uh, isn't that that um, German German so, yeah, but then they couldn't uh, take part because this guy was also a shareholder in a French side or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, I've got no idea how that works with Ireland, who centrally own all of their teams, but that's a that's another podcast for another day. Oh, I like. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, so Wales Online understands some stuff, apparently. The potential new investors are located overseas and have significant wealth behind them. Wow. I suppose, yeah. I, again, I go back to what I said, it's going to be a good thing, can't it? Like for the um, for Cardiff right now, when you just got to hope it's sustainable into the future. You don't want to be in five years' time yeah. coming up against these same issues and, like, you know, flittering around to to try and find another investor when when they've pulled the plug on it and said, look, you know, we're not making enough on this for it to be an interest yeah. for us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And in all seriousness, like, if it's going to be a long term investment, Whoever it is, whichever, whatever cash it is, you know, we, we're joking about signing players, but really, that structure below the pro team, academies, schools, outreach, whatever it is, yep. needs to be invested in because ultimately we have a, we we do have, as I understand it, a salary cap imposed by the WIU. So we can't really pay superstar money to superstars, but what we can no. do is strengthen. The foundations sort of strengthen, strengthen from yeah. within, which is, you know, always the better option. I mean, for the for the pathway, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, maybe if this goes reasonably well for these investors, you might see other overseas investment in the other pro clubs. Well, it, it, it's that's a bit of a thing, doesn't it, really? Like, you know, you see, and of course, all these, I, I, I assume, I don't know any better, please tell us if um, if anybody's any the wiser. But like one one investor sees another, another investor chucking a couple of quid into a professional sport, be it, yeah. you know, it could be anything, you know, it just happens to be this is a rugby podcast, of course. Like, But uh, yeah, of course. And, that, and that's sort of, it's, it's the gravity then of, of, 
of that investment with with along with other investors. I mean, it's like you 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 do want it at the top to filter down, but like how far does it filter? Like you just said, like you know, it's got to it's got to go down right right to the kids on a Sunday morning in the under sevens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there entirely. Um, I think the Cardiff news has got me super excited this week, though, is um, as a season member, I received my my sort of season membership and kit launch email. And uh, oh. there was a, there's a hint of uh, blue and black quarters in that uh, in that cryptic shot. And is it? Worn, worn by none ever than Thomas Young. <sighs> Uh, what do we? What's, what's what's your opinions on that as Cardiff fans and chaps? I, I mean, blue and black quarters. Oh, I, I will. I, I I go into the shop and buy it. As long like, as it's in, 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 in every size, so that when <clears> I grow <throat> it, I can still wear it. As long, right? My caveat for that is it's <laughs> got to have a collar. It's got, it's got to be white. Now, you, you, oh you, yeah. I, I'm just. I'm already thinking of the supporters edition of this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Jersey. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I will say, if Macron managed to mess up blue and black quarters, I am going to lose my shit. <laughs> and rightly so. <laughs> I'll drive you down to that Macron store Taps in uh, well. yeah. Macron store in Taswell. I'll come a Sell tickets for that, yeah. Uh, right. Um, in slightly more sad news, um, we heard over the weekend that Alex Popham was um, injured competing in the Ironman uh, during the swim, took a, took a foot to the head and did suffer some, well, concussion symptoms in the aftermath. Of course, he was uh, raising money for dementia research there. So, uh, yeah, uh, kind of sad, guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, especially when, you know, you're doing it to raise money for dementia. Yeah. Uh, and whatever you know, obviously, there's been a lot of high profile around him and other ex players yeah. at the moment with what's going on with their case against world rugby. And I just think it's yeah, yeah, yeah he, he seems um a bit better now, so he's he's spoken to the press about it. Um, says it was a, a freak accident, um, a group of elites managed to overtake him uh, during his first, he got lapped essentially, and uh, he was sort of plodding along. And yeah, somebody just went over him. It can happen, right? Of this... course, yeah. And 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 that's it. Like you know, it's yes. This is very unfortunate to happen, and you know, not great news to hear, particularly with his yeah. uh, with his zone um, dementia issues, and and of course, and the fact that they're raising money as well. Like it's yeah. it's almost like an opportunity gone for him, which is very unfortunate. But like, there's a calculated risk of it as well. I mean, you look a lot around, look look around around a lot of Ironman competitions, and there's the constant. Mm sort of battle with sort of that the physical confrontation of, of the swim so like I'm not so sure that that was a, the best idea there's lots of other things you could have done like, you know some did Everest some did K2 some did Penavan <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's, it's funny like I, I guess he is probably feeling like he's got to do something huge yeah, of course um, and, and I guess like with those with those other things you mentioned maybe some of them require navigation um equipment checks etc whereas yeah you know the iron man thing is a bit more local you just have to fly off around the world and um yeah it's it's tricky uh he he did so reading through this now it it does seem like you know it was probably not quite as awful as it at first sound so um he gets out of the water he said he almost 
started the second lap. He got out of the water 500 meters later, but yeah, he just he just couldn't. Um, yeah, so his uh, headache seems to be abating yeah. as well. So uh, that's, that's good news, and uh, you know, it's, oh. it's not it's not fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's got to be a, a, a concern, like, a, and and quite a lot of fear around as well. I mean, like, yeah. you know. Uh, like I can't put myself in that kind of mindset to be sort of in that position, sort of like, yeah. And 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 to be fair to him, he, he did say like he realizes things could have been worse. He could have been knocked out in the sea. Um, hmm. So in Ireland last month, he said that two people actually died when they got knocked out in the water. Do do, yeah. Uh, over in Cork. So Crazy. you know he's got some perspective about it, but yeah, a real shame. Hopefully it doesn't affect the, the donations and. Um, yeah, good luck to him in anything else he Absolutely. considers doing afterwards. Um, so we did say during last season, we'd try and take a look at um, semi-pro and age-grade rugby a bit more. Um, so as you alluded to in the uh, in the intro there, Mikey and I did go down to Sardis Road to watch Cardiff Ponty in the opening uh, fixture of the Indigo Premiership. It was Quite a high quality game, I thought. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I think uh, the only, you know, the the, the 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 narrative is the same in a lot of rugby games, like the inconsistencies with the referee, with the referee, and I know we can't necessarily blame the referee for the outcome of the game. Both sides had numerous opportunities to win it, and a draw was a fitting outcome. Yeah, but I, I I completely agree. There was a conspiracy for both sides to lose somehow. I mean, Cardiff's kicking game never really got going. No. Um, Ponty made some silly defensive errors. And actually, I feel like both teams are okay in attack apart from uh, finishing everything. Yeah. But forward and set-piece mm. defense, I think, would be a worry for both sides. Yeah. It's it's like, I thought the Ponty scrum looked, looked quite sharp and, and both lineouts looked pretty effective. Um, and it seemed to be sort of a little bit of decision-making after that. But like, you know, these it's not their full time. I mean, if the boys, are, yeah, I'm sure the boys only train Tuesdays and Thursdays, like the rest of us amateurs do. I was funny enough. I was chatting to somebody last season. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he was saying that it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then a game. It? Yeah. Which yeah, that's the standard that they're achieving. Well, of course. Yeah. Is incredible. I mean, I said my dad at one point, I was like, there's no way I couldn't be paid to put myself through that. You know? <laughs> And yeah. if you look at it as well, there's, there's some international players there as well, like, you know, Chris Dickamidis, Cyprus International. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lad playing for Ponty at the moment who's in the Canada, Canada squad. Canada squad, Sean, Sean Parry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's It was remarkably few Cardiff Rugby Academy lads. Um, no no players from the firsts either. Um, yeah, I, it's, it'll be an interesting season, I think, for Cardiff RFC. Yeah, considering now, like the the investment of coming to Cardiff Rugby, yeah, and you mentioning the filtering down, obviously mm. Cardiff RFC is part of that filtration. Quite, quite possibly. Oh, I tell you what, um, Morgan Allen, number eight for Cardiff, was he was punching small, was already. Oh, to be fair, but he's a he's a former pro, and he I mean like, you know, he's, oh, he's been I, up there with the yeah. Ospreys, and you know, yeah. uh, if you had to pick a standout player, he was one of them. Certainly for Cardiff, uh, Derry Cross crossed again, um, as you know, as has just become the norm now. But yeah, no, I think you know Saturday afternoon the sun was out. Yeah, tickets are reasonably priced. It was, uh, yeah, it was. It was the first time I've been to a Ponty well, match at Sardis Road, where um, 
I couldn't actually park inside this road car park and I had to go and find a side street somewhere. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, this ticket was a tenner, and I think that's quite reasonable for that level. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, totally. it's, it's it's not it's not exactly pocket changes it, but it's 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 not the world. Like I mean, you you, you go down to regional games, and sometimes you're in the in the thirties in some parts, and you know when you've got a a reasonable level of rugby on your doorstep for a tenner, you can't go wrong. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Sorry, Sorry go on, Ed. It's a very appealing price. I was just going to say, ten ten pounds a very appealing price. Uh, for because I think <laughs> there's something about rugby at that level that I, I think uh, is possibly more oh, enjoyable. Like, yeah, yep. I know that um, you you know it's a mixture of ex pros and boys still with the hope of making it a pro, uh, and so and also a third like... category of guys who just like playing at that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It... So it's like it's a real good hotbed of um, you know different. Uh, sort of uh you know well levels of career and uh you could always make for quite an exciting interesting. game interesting you say that Ed. interestingly right the pontypool and newport game on the weekend mm. one of the dragons coaches was playing for newport was and he? one of the dragons players was playing for pontypool ah uh, fun i think it was i'm not sure, <laughs> the, I'm not sure the newport see. player was but um yeah i i want to say it was you and rossa uh, okay, that's, um, a, that's a very Gwent rugby name, isn't it? The Rosses. Mm. But uh, yeah. that was, like I said, Ed, there's lots of different people in in that environment, in that sort of area, sort of like you know, coaches and players for regional rugby as well, sort of thing. Yeah. So that that ended then thirty eight twenty seven two Newport in Newport. Uh, other games this weekend: Swansea went down twenty seven twenty eight at Bridgend. Pontypool Cardiff drew nineteen all. Uh, Carmarthen Quinns lost 31-54 to Llandavri in Carmarthen. That sounds like a bit of a belter. Mm. Whoa, yeah, yeah, that was a cracker. Uh, then we had Aberavon 27, Neef 14. That's, the Neef's returned to the Premiership this yep. season, isn't it? Yeah. Good to see him back. Got a few, got a few buddies in uh, Neef way when we head and uh, sort of uh, looking, looking yeah. forward to maybe um, a, a dalliance down in uh, down the Knoll on a Friday when a, when a few shandies in town after. Yeah, they do oh, I, I don't know. I've never had a night out in Neath. So, um, yeah, keep me in mind of that. Oh, keep yeah. It that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in addition to Newport beating Pontypool, we had Murphy beating Ebu Vale 24-17. Though I bet that was fierce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet uh, Murphy's gone there. Right, Dan. Uh, it's Wales, Fiji on Sunday, lads. I've just come around quick. I've come around quick. <laughs> I didn't. I'll tell you what. Before I started listening to other podcasts, Rugby World Cup previews, uh, I could say, obviously being a bit preoccupied with a baby, I was a bit ambivalent towards the World Cup, probably because of the pivot effect. <laughs> but oh, this week, i tell you what. I have been like yeah. a kid at Christmas. I absolutely. was it, it only till Tuesday? Like, mm. it's, yeah, it's going to fizz up from your <laughs> in like and that opening game France New Zealand. That's going to be a spicy cool. affair, my man. I like best, best opening game of ever. Any Are either of you afraid that everything after that's just going to feel like a bit of a you know squib? I, I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's luck or ju- judgment, right? But I think the bookends of the of the opening weekend are the, the best they could have picked. I mean, you start with France and New Zealand and end with Wales and Fiji. 
I think um, it's kind of like a good sandwich mm. of exciting games because you've got uh, Argentina, England on Saturday mm. yeah, as that's well. Right in the middle, like, isn't it? I mean, that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a real good yeah. one. So, like, you know, I mean, these are only because of recent results that they they that they've got any significance. You know, mm. uh, historically, you'd think uh, England should brush aside yeah. Argentina and Wales should brush aside Fiji, but now. With the way both Wales and England are, and Fiji and Argentina are, they've suddenly become mm. sort of uh, um, box office. They were the games. only three games that stuck out: France and New Zealand, England, Argentina, and Wales and Fiji. I, I mean, you, you, I had a quick you, squiz of the rest of them, and like it was like there was nothing that really caught my attention. Feeling, uh, South Africa, Scotland, no. No, that's bulldozing incoming, you reckon? That's I think if if like Ed, you know, to to look at the sandwich. I mean, like you've got the the, the bread of the um, Wales and France and the uh, of the Wales game and the France game, of course. And then you've got the meat of um, the Argentinian beef in the middle, and then you may have a bit of um, I don't know, pepper jack cheese of um, uh, <laughs> of um, uh, the Scotland uh, Scotland and South Africa. I it's don't an know. Algae stretching, guys. I know, yeah, yeah. Then maybe you have a. So is that makes Ireland Romania is the lettuce. Romaine lettuce, of course. <laughs> maybe, maybe it might be the uh, tomato. Not everybody wants it. Yeah. A lot of people just discard it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, man. The surprise could be Australia, Georgia. Maybe bit if uh, you know Australia don't show up, Georgia show up. Bit of, well, it's a bit of a wasabi form or something like. Yeah. <laughs> No, that'd be Japan, wouldn't it? No, that'd be Japan. Where, where in Nelson are you getting wasabi foam from, Mikey? <laughs> oh, it's all the dye wasabi <laughs> foam. Dye, dye, dye the spice, you know, dye the spice. I, I always feel like wasabi sounds like somebody from Moo for asking a question. <laughs> wasabi. <laughs> oh, Christ. Anyway, I thought what we do, though, is um, do our predictions for this team and then try and well, sorry, do our preferences for the 23 and then predict Gatlin's uh, selection. And I think I want to start by asking you both, sort of Ed, what bench split are you going to go for? Uh, as, as a very traditional uh, rugby uh, follower, I've gone for the classic 5-3 uh, split. Three split, understood. How about you there, Mikey? Probably going to follow suit, but like you know, with Costello playing nine, you could quite conceivably go six two. You, you've you've drunk that Kool Aid, haven't you? Now you're fully you're fully in... on the you're fully on the Costello <laughs> to nine. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's do all of our back threes first, and I'll start with you, Ed. What are you going to do there? Uh, do you want all three? Yeah, go on. Uh, so I've gone uh, Liam Williams fullback. Uh, Riri Sam at 14 and Adams 11. Okie dokie. How are you there, Mikey? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to copy and paste there. Sweet. And um, I think I think Liam wins it by a, by a, by a fag paper over, yeah. over um, half penny. Mm-hmm. Probably on the basis of his, of his attacking. Uh, you could have easily put the half penny in there for his defence. But I suppose the half penny is more of a kicker and you don't want to kick into a back three in Fiji. I can see that, yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, I've picked half penny actually, but I also do wonder. Now you said that that is his scramble defense going to be as effective as it was when he was a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, my back three, I've gone 
Halfpenny and then Williams and Adams on the wing. Um, I think this is just recency bias of watching Louis Samet's documentary the other night and just not enjoying it. <laughs> so I've dropped it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Gatland watching it the night yeah. before. You know, like Gatland's not in it at all. So like, you know, he's gonna feel snubbed. He's like, I'll snubbed. I'll show you snubbed. <laughs> I'm snubbed. You are snubbed. It'd be nothing without me, boy. <laughs> Don't come here, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. It was. I did. I you watched it. No, not yet. No, I saw the trailer and I thought this just looks cheesy yeah. and cringy, and I don't know if I could That's manage. It. Yeah. So, like, he's he's obviously super confident, and you know, talent to back it up. And Dan Bigger actually says something interesting there. Like, is Louis Rizamid is very un-Welsh in so much as he's he's quite willing to, you know dig up his own confidence in his ability, which, which we don't really do as a nation. No, we do don't. We? We, we, we're quite sort of like self-deprecating no. and diminutive as, mm. as as individuals. Yeah. But, uh, Go on, Ed. Yeah, I just like, I think I mentioned earlier in the group that I just feel like it's, it's this typical sort of small-mindedness of Welsh media where they're trying to make something big mm. out of something that's not quite yeah. there. And... I think he is has does have the potential of being a superstar, but he hasn't really backed it up on the rugby pitch yet. He's been, he's done some great things, but I feel like there's been not enough consistency, and he hasn't really like set the world on to, fire. To come back to you yet. on that, I, I feel like he's backed it up at club level. Yeah, he's, he's over and over again. Like he's he's got gas to burn in the prem, like he. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I guess, you know, having, yeah, with him being in the Prem and not seeing him yeah. week in, week out, I guess, you know, maybe I'm a bit naive to but no, I, I, to everything he's achieved I agree there. with you internationally, I think. It's not working for him as well as it does. There's, there's less space, isn't it? I mean, like, in the Prem, the, the defences aren't as tight as it is internationally. So he's I mean, got the chance to, to expose a bit of, expose a, 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 a slower player or a bit of space. That's yeah, not like, there internationally. Cardiff scored about eight tries against Newcastle last season. Like if we, if exactly. we could do that, so yeah. have it. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I, tell you something, I don't know if I misunderstood something, but um, apparently he's the only Welsh player with a boot deal who gets free boots. That's it? Really? Apparently. I just assumed yeah. that was a... Um, I, I might well have misheard something. But... I think before, with the Under Armour uh, contract, I believe, um, please... Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think Under Armour supplied a lot of boots for the players because yeah. um, I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. I could this third, third, fourth, fifth hand, of course. And the, the ladies' team, women's team, went into the into training ground and said, "Oh, what's all these boots then? Oh, mm. they're for the boys." Leash. Mm. Yeah, and it's you know, if if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Like you know what I mean? hundred percent, man. Um, so I think we we mostly disagree then about the inclusion of. Zamet and Halfpenny. Um, I sort of feel like Gatlin's going to do what you boys have said. Like I, that would be my prediction. I don't know what you think. Uh, yeah, I think I agree based on what I've heard this week about the tactics Fiji mm. ring, and they're not a kicking. You yeah. know, they're not a high ball team. Which I think once you take that away, and like you said, with Halfpenny's loss of pace, yeah. I just feel like. Um, I feel like Liam Williams is more of a threat going forward, awesome. and but it's, he still has quality in defence as well. I did find it interesting that um, Gatland 
did seem to say that against Fiji, he wants to keep the ball in hand and move them around. But sorry, he wants to keep the ball on the park and move them around. Uh, so that includes kicking and to, into the field, turning them and keeping the ball in hand. What, what do you make of that? I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. big fear. Agreed. I was listening to a Scrum 5 podcast the other day, like, and um, that's kind of Fiji's bag, isn't it? Play ball in hand. You know, I'm not sure what the Fiji, Fijian word for Joué is, but my God, they encompass it. Yeah. Um, anything to add on that there, Ed? Uh, yeah, just... If you're listening, boys, when you get on the pitch, don't do what Catelyn <laughs> says. Just keep it in hand or kick it out. I think I think there's an opportunity to expose Fiji in the set piece. Like you, you, you I'm not saying you're going to try and force scrums, force lineouts. Kind of, yeah. I mean, like you'd be looking for. I can, I can understand where you'd be coming from with the with picking the half penny at fullback. I mean, if you want to try and go for a fifty twenty. Mm. 50-22 even, like, you know, you could put a lot of pressure on, you could pin Fiji back in their own quarter quite a bit. Yeah, I, I don't know if you agree with me or Ed, but I kind of feel like Fiji are a serious team now with a reasonable set piece. And I mean, Wales' set piece probably can't be described as anything more than reasonable. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Ghana at the moment, Ghana the Fiji of holes where you just dominate them up front, win, win scrum penalties and just boot it up the field. You can't rely on that anymore against this team. Uh, and I think you've just got to, I think you've got to take them serious, as serious contenders now and treat them like a tier one nation. Uh, show them a bit more respect than you have done historically and just kind of stick to your game plan rather than just thinking you'll knack mm. them out and you can just oh, walk actually, over actually Mikey should our game plan then be avoid set pieces at all costs and give Fiji the run around because they, they, they've always set piece team now <laughs> well <laughs> Joey's out yeah. but like, all I'm saying uh, all I'm saying is nip up for Wales get him I, I, yeah. it's nip like for Jordan Williams get say, him get him just get... yeah but like I, uh, more often than not their line outs against England seem to be their, their tactics seem to be I don't trust my jumpers just chuck it over the top mm. so if Wales could keep someone quick to, to counteract that then there's chance for uh, some intercepts there yeah, well yes of course I mean it, it could be the different but he's you know, he's, he's, he's would he feature one of our fifteens? Uh, Just not. And would he feature yeah, down yeah. the fifteen? Like, yeah. I well, we come on around a bit, I guess. Right, let's do centres then. Uh, go on, Ed. Give me, give me your two first. Uh, so I've gone for George North outside and Johnny Williams inside. I've done the same, actually. Uh, uh, Mikey, what about you? Well, I would have picked Kieran Williams, but he's not going, is he? Unfortunately, not. No. <laughs> so it'll have to be. It'll have to be Johnny, won't it? So we're, we're all going with uh, old Johnny. Johnny chops. Uh, do we think Gatman's going to do the same? I, I, I'll give my thoughts on this. I think he's definitely going George North. Mm, definitely. I think he's going to do George North with Nick Tompkins. I can see it. Because he, I'm, he, I'm about to leave the podcast, boys. If you don't mind, I'm just off now. Okay, shut up. See you again. <laughs> Mikey S. Harris, all over the case, disconnected. It's um, it's it's not what I would choose, but he he keeps getting picked 
by coaches, <laughs> and I just don't see that changing. All right, picture the scene. Picture the scene. Right? <laughs> Semi Rand Rander at full tilt yeah. down the 12 channel. Yeah. Did you see what he did to Mac Millen's the other day? Yeah. He's going to do exactly the same to Tompkins, and Tompkins is going to go off crying. Crying right. for his Saracens jersey. <laughs> and then crying to his Saracens jersey, and then stay in Saracens. All of this doesn't um, preclude the fact I think Gatlin's going to pick him. I wouldn't pick him, but I think Gatlin's going to do it. I think he's going to drop a Tompkins bomb on us. Fuck's sake. You've got the casting vote here, Ed. What do you think I... he's going to do? Uh... Oh, actually, no, Mikey, what, what do you actually think he's going to do? Not like... <laughs> I don't want to think like that. No, this, 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 that's the game. I know. We all think he's doing George North outside, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Go on, Mikey, you first. Oh, I go and Johnny. You think you think Gartler's going to pick Johnny? I. Th- well, I don't know, do I? No, of course you don't know. That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's going to go with Johnny think... because he played so well against Africa. Okay. Ed? Uh, yeah. I think he came through that quite well, albeit except for one sort of poor set play pass. Uh, I think I think his preference is Johnny and he wanted to he wanted to see him in the South Africa game, which he did, and I just feel like he can rely yes. more on him. He's a Gatlin player and I and I still don't think Tompkins is, although he continues to get yeah, picked. And- I just think Johnny's a Gatlin player, and I think that's what he'll want against Fiji. Okay, okay. well, we it's put baffling. Johnny down. We put Johnny down. But <laughs> let you. the record show that I think Gatlin's going to pick Tompkins. <laughs> and when the team comes out, you will be rubbing it in our faces. Oh, I've gotten I've gotten in Gatlin's head before. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've, we, I, I, you do have a remarkable talent. I, I've that. told I've told you before, Mike. You and I, Ed and I, used to be part of this game where we'd have to predict yeah. the team. And Gatland was easy. Like you just Gatland you just do last easy. week's you would do last week's twenty-three, keep up to date with injury news, and that was it. <laughs> you you would win. <laughs> Very clever. Very clever indeed. Yeah. Right. Uh fly off. Is anyone not saying Dan Bigger to start? No. No. I mean No, I'm not. <laughs> so yes. Dan Pickett started. And Jesus. I think we all think that Gatlin's <laughs> going to pick Pickett to start as well, don't we? Yeah. If if yeah. Ant's had more some some game time, yeah, then I think we're asked maybe thinking of a different answer there. Yeah. But given what's gone, and um, pick last week's team and just keep up to date with injuries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see um, Bigger speaking French again? Addressing uh, amazing. Oh. He's just matured into such a great guy, like isn't he? Like, do you yeah. remember when he first puts on the scene how much shit he oh, got? Oh yeah, and he, he still gets it, really, doesn't he? Yeah, but oh my god, like he's no, he's uh, I, I I really like the guy. I think he's uh, he's an asset to that team, and he's he's just showing such maturity at the minute. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, what how it truly shows how someone can be on the pitch and off the pitch, like and yeah, I mean, consummate professional and competitor. On it, yeah. and um, true gent off it. Tell you who's always surprised me off the pitch, in so much as I like them, is uh, Dylan Hartley and Chris Ashton. Whenever I've seen their punditry, mm. I-, I found it really insightful. Yeah. They actually come across quite well. Uh, yeah, I- yeah, totally agree. I listen to Ashton a few other podcasts, like, and um, 
it's ridiculous how well he comes across. Like, in yeah. how, <laughs> uh, Dylan, I, not not so much with Dylan. Hartley, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm listening so much with Dylan Hartley. Like, but uh, I mean, you could you could feel like he would sit down and have a, a pint of Yorkshire Best with um with Ashy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you know when it was his turn to get his round, he'd swan dive over the bar, <laughs> cause a cause a ruckus, and then get kicked out. Oh, cheers, Chris. <laughs> 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 Always guesses round, just never brings it back in one piece. <laughs> um, similarly, then with nine, is anybody disagreeing with Thomas Williams? No, I've gone. Thomas. I go Gareth Davis. Interesting. Okay, poof. All right, let me uh, let me update the spreadsheet there. Okay, Mikey's going Gareth Davis. Talk us through it, but I think he's. <laughs> fizzed up so much for this World Cup and particularly sort of like going back to his last interview like we like um he went on to mention that the the, the previous uh coaching said I wanted him to change his game and they should have never changed it. And what was really interesting to me um was that when Gatland had spoke to him, I'm not sure if this 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 time round or maybe on his previous, that um Gatland's words were in 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 a way to sort of say, um, you're never gonna be brilliant but upgraded everything, just be brilliant at one thing, which I think, okay. um, which I think is really interesting because, like, you know, I think uh, you look at sort of that previous Wales iteration, like you had, you had operators in their positions, like look, look at the, uh, maybe it was the back row for example, like you had Warburton over the ball, you had Lydia chopping everything and Falato off the back of a scrum. I mean, you, are they remarkable for anything else? Much really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I can see what you're saying. Um, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, that ability, you know, if Gatlin's identified a weakness that requires line speed mm. to create an interception or a turnover, if Gareth's still getting off the line like he was in 2019, he might be a guy. And he's in ridiculous shape, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be. I mean, if those arms can pump that body, he will be flying. Yeah. <laughs> you might have talked me out of choosing Thomas Williams, yeah. You know, we've all seen Gareth Davis in previous World Cups, like in, He's always and in, up for any... And he's in big games. I mean, like, look at 2015 when he picked off that Lloyd Williams kick from the wing. Like, yeah. you know, there was only, you know, I think two, two scrum halves linked up there. And, you know, there was some sort of, like, I don't know, Bluetooth between the scrum <laughs> halves, like where, you know, one picked up on the other and just bang under the sticks. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my choice. I'm going to stick with Tom. Uh... But, oh, Christ, is close. Uh, so what do you think Gatlin's going to do? <laughs> Isn't it nice to have headaches, I guess? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you saying, Ed? You... Oh, have we lost him? Mm. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get Ed back. Um, in the meantime, then, Mikey, let's go back to you. What what, what were you saying for... Uh... Well, Gatland, eh? really, I yeah. quite think he's got a coin with with nine and twenty one on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's he's flicked it and just come up with 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 Gareth Davis. <laughs> but it's it's like there are only two scrum halves in the in the in the squad, isn't it? So yeah. that limits your options. And is it a horses for courses game? Like in other positions, there's going to be times where you've got to pick horses for courses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think 
I think Thomas will exploit Georgia and Portugal mm-hmm. more than he would a Fiji and Australia. Okay. So, in that assessment, I think it's Gareth Davis. Okie dokes. Um, I, I just think I, I've got no real reasoning behind it. I think he's going to go for Thomas Williams just because he has done before. Yeah. Um. So what I'll do is I'll put Ed's got the deciding vote in my little box here. Yeah. If you don't get him back, <laughs> he can he can text us later. He's back. Hey. Oh, there he is, man. Ed, you've got a casting vote. Are you going Thomas or are you going Gareth? Hello, everyone. Just to let you know, we had a few gremlins in the system after this point where basically none of Ed's contributions um, recorded. So if there are any weird gaps between now and the end of the podcast, uh, that's why. We're really sorry about this. Uh, we just didn't have time to re-record. So hopefully there's some useful stuff in there. But if not, we won't take it personally if you just stop listening at this point. Cheers. Yeah. Tell you what, lad. I wonder if that, if like the universe has conspired to give us a bit of an, a slightly fortunate turn of events here, because like. Mm. It's going to be boiling, and we've yep. gone on that heat camp in Turkey. But Fiji um, are used to that kind of climate as well. Potentially, yes. yes. A lot of Fijians play in France as well. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. So, yeah, perhaps they'd actually need the heat training. <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be a real shame if we did all that heat training and then it wasn't a hot game. So. <laughs> it's just fucking rains or something. You're right, damn boys. Um, Ed, come to you first, and who's going to be your front row? You know, I've done the exact same thing. Sorry, Mikey, about Elias, but I'm, I'm going for that scrummage, apparent scrummaging prowess. Well, I've never seen it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to go uh, Dombachowski, Lake, and Francis. Uh, that's so you're, you're, look, you're looking at Dharma for his uh, his carrying, yeah. yeah, flat out. He's, he's, I, I think he's been looking sharp, like in the warm ups. If you look at him on an individual basis, like mm. around the park in the scrum, forgetting the fact that he's been next to Elias and Azarati, take nothing away from Azarati. I think Azarati's a quality operator, he just needed that opening warm ups to get himself in the frame of mind to think about what he's going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I can see that. But I think you've got to go hard first. And mm-hmm. I think Lake is an attritional kind of player and he love the confrontation that Fiji would bring. I, I can see it. Um, do either of you think that Nicky Smith, who's apparently a very powerful scrummager, can feel hard done by? And also, I guess... People have been talking about Henry Thomas as a solid set piece operator. Henry, were you ever considering Henry Thomas there? Mm, me too. Okay. I, th- I think so with I think not to, not to coin it the bomb squad, but um, if you've got equal operators or some type, of, it, was, it was fashionable at one point to put your your, your best players on the bench. 
Mm. And is is that what's happening here? Like, is it a fact that, like, you know, yes, Nicky Smith and Henry Thomas are the better operators. However, we need them better operators to seal up the game rather than flag them for an hour when we haven't got any option other than to bring lesser operators on for short periods of time. Yeah. A bit I mean, sorry, go on. Your loose head and hooker choice, those are some bruisers. Mm. <laughs> like, like I can see them running it, you know, doing enough to scare a lot of defenses. Ed, do you sort of agree with that? Don't. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, I, I've got no idea what he does here. In, 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 in the sorry, go on, Mikey. There are arguments for 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 any any number of of setups like in it between yeah. one, two, and three. I think the most, I think the easiest one to choose is Thomas Francis. I think Thomas Francis will be Gatlin's starting tight end. Yeah. What, what do you think? What do you say to that, Ed? So, Mikey, um, in your personal choice, you've you've gone for Corey Domachowski. Ed and I have gone for Gareth Thomas. What, what do you think Gatlin's going to do? Pick Nicky Smith. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's been picking Nicky Smith on the bench. Or the, or the, yeah. the coaching team has been picking Nicky Smith and Henry Thomas to come off the bench. Interesting. So, I think that's that's the bench sorted. It's just the starters. Do you go with Gareth Thomas or um, mm-hmm. uh, Domachowski? One in particular. Yeah. Um, I I think he'd, he'd, he'd appreciate what Azarati brings to the game. Azarati's no, sorry, um, Domchowski. Domchowski. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ed, where are you on this one on on Lucid for Gatland? I, th- I think I agree. Um, so, Mikey, the record shows that you think Gatlin's going to pick uh, Nicky Smith. Yep. <laughs> but the pod, the pod is saying it's Gareth Thomas. <sighs> there we are then. <laughs> as, as a collective. Uh, and finally, and Hooker, this this could cause some ructions as well. I, I'm just going to say I'm almost certain he's going to pick Ryan Elias. He's been hyping up his strength too much, I think. But... Hmm. Yeah, he's in there. He's, it's, it's like the Tompkins of the Barkley, isn't it? 
It's the Tompkins. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you, so you you also agree? You think Gatlin's going to go for Elias? Do you? Well, I don't. I don't know. No, I think he's going to go for Lake. Okay. On, well, the on record. The... The record will show that, Mikey, but uh, <laughs> the, the spreadsheet will not suggest otherwise. Yeah. On onto the lock partnership, uh, man. Like the the loose five is hard. <laughs> mm. um, okay, Mikey, you first. And who's, who's uh, your lock partnership? Well, Will Rollins is, is nailed on. Yeah. And, and it... I, actually, I think Mikey, do you, uh, Mikey, Ed, do you agree with that? And I think we all think Gatlin's going to pick him as well, do we? Yeah. All right. So, who's partnering Will Rollins in Mikey's team? I don't know. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, because, like, any chance of a recap of who the other second rows are? Of course there is. Uh, so, we have Adam Beard. Uh, we have Daf Jenkins. We have Christians at a push. Rally Wynn is about though, and he's in France, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that would be some serious <laughs> WWE shit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's Alan Wynn with the chain. <laughs> that's fit, yeah. Yeah. Don't go, don't go too far. Don't go planning any holidays anywhere else other than France for the next six weeks. <clears throat> but I th- well, it's, it's probably going to be Adam Beard, purely so, on experience. Well, that's so you think he's going to pick Beard, or you would pick Beard? I think he's. I uh, both. It will be Beard. Okay. Okay. All right. So we do Beard for you. I don't. I don't like to pick Beard. But you're gonna because I don't because if Will Rollins goes down, yeah. I mean, we've seen him falter when he was the senior second row in the park. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't like to see Adam Beard be the senior second row in the Fiji game if the unfortunate event was to be, it was him and Chunza ended up being Adam Beard and Chunza being the second row to finish a game. This is a weird way of saying you you would pick Adam Beard. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, right, well, like, I'm going to pop that up there and let, let you all think about that. Uh, Ed, what are you going with? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. This is another this is also a weird way of saying that you would pick Adam Beard. <laughs> right, so no, no, sorry, uh, who who would you pick? Right, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get that out of the way first. That's right. Okay, so just just to recap, for anyone who is as confused as I am, <laughs> Ed is going with Dav Jenkins and Will Rollins. Mikey is going with Adam Beard and Will Rollins. I'm going with Christians and Will Rollins. See, I wanted to do that, right? I really wanted to do that. It's your podcast. But I can't, you... I can't see that happening, though. But that's not the game. There's two parts of this game. Oh, well, the... right. Mikey's <laughs> world, what, right? In the Mikey yeah, there's universe. What, there's what Mikey would do, and there's what right. we think Gartland's going to do. What's, what would Mikey do? Oh, right, okay. Chunza and Will Rollins, right? That's what I want to happen. But it's not going to. No, no, I know that. We all know that. 
for you know this this is this is your preference <laughs> all right i must have missed the memo <laughs> no no i think we all agree actually that fr- from that conversation that i would be it is going to be gatlin's choices <laughs> good right there <laughs> this reminds me of um when uh nigel owens was on the uh on the phone to that ref that time Clive wrote, was it Clive? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason I can't give you that you may not award the try. <laughs> so I can award the try. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ugh. Um, so, Ed first. Who do you want to see as the back row? That's exactly what I've done. And presumably then Jack Morgan, Jack Morgan's your captain. Awesome. Uh, sorry, mate, you were going to say you've yeah, done yeah, that, as well? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, from what Gatland said in the press today, it wouldn't surprise me if he does actually go with Falatau as well. Like he was really overstating the ability of Falatau to go straight into the match day squad. Um, yeah. oh, oh, by the way, are we, are we both going to have Morgan as our captain there? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, does anyone think Gatlin's going to deviate from that? The, the only thing I think I could see happening is Wainwright at eight and maybe uh, Shinza at six. With, with Basham at seven, maybe. But Morgan's going to start, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Maybe in another game, that would be another sort of variation of the back oh, okay, row. Like, okay. So. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so I think we can call it that Falato and Moore are going to play in. There's a part of me, a little part of me, that thinks he might go Shinzer instead of Beard and then Lydiat at six. And that way, then you've still got the grunt, but it's at the expense of Wainwright or Falato. And I, I, I think those guys have got to play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. Mikey, that, that sounded about right to you. You'd want to say he's a one-trick pony. But he does appear to be a bit two-dimensional. Mm. In his... in his, in his, his, He's not renowned. Like, going back to what, what he said of Gareth Davis, you know, be, you, you're not going to be brilliant at everything be be amazing at something and you know like i said earlier like you know comparing it to the back row scenario like you know idiot is a dropper mm-hmm. and like you know he's not renowned for a passing game uh his footwork is carrying not that he can't it's just not a part of his a game that we've that's been focused on for us 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we all agree then that we think he's going to go Wayne Wright, Wayne Wright, Morgan, and Falato with with Morgan as captain. Yep. Cool. Onto the bench, Mikey. Give me your bomb squad, but right? who's your replacement front row? Nicky Smith, Elliot D, and uh, Henry Thomas. Ooh, fancy Nicky Smith, Elliot D, and sorry, who did he say? Henry, Henry, Thomas. Henry Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, how about you, Ed? Wow. Okay. So that would be Elliot D then at the expense of Sam Parry for the both of you. Uh, is, any, is, any is, on that? Is, is Parry in the squad? No, of course he's we... not. Of course he's not. I don't know. And I wrote this list out four times earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. Oh, um, I'd be picking Sam Parry to start if that was the case. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you've called me up on that because, uh, right. Um, so let me get this right then. Uh, so, yeah, Ed, you were going Elias and D at the expense of Lake then on the weekend. Okay. Uh, talk talk us through your omission. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, now, if any of our listeners want to know why Mikey has picked Elliot D and Derry Lake over Elias... Just, just go back through. Yeah, any number of podcasts. Any number of uh, podcasts in this series, and uh, you will find your answers. And boost our numbers as well. Exactly. And if you really want to see it, go and have a look at that Wales Australia game from two years ago. I actually, actually, I think wasn't it just? It was November twenty twenty two. It was only a year. It it wasn't even a year ago. A lot of months since then. (laughs) So last, last, look at last of it. November twenty two, Wales Australia, and the, the the diabolical decision. By Ryan Elias to bring down Australia on our line. Not only can see the try, apparently tried that, but a yellow card, no. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Second yellow card as well, so we were down to 13 for a bit. Scandalous. Forgot, forgot that. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. Um, right. I think I agree that, I, well, I think I would predict the same that we've chosen. I think Gatland would go Nicky Smith and Henry Henry Thomas as the replacement props. Any Anyone got any other thoughts on that? Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, uh, so let me just plunk that in. Um, I guess for us, Ed, it would be Domachowski as the alternative. I partly would like to see Domachowski come up against Fiji, but yeah, I think there's just a slightly more risk for the for the reward, if that makes sense. But given his rise, given his rise of late, mm. I think it putting Nazarati on the bench. Oh, I keep getting them. This is like this is like be it Seb. Seb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is like Dom, Dom, I got it right. Dom Charles. Yeah, it would be a backward step for him. I think to put him on the bench. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's either in or he's not. Mm. 
Yeah, look, look into this now as well. Um, oh, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who are our tight heads altogether? It's uh, Thomas Francis, Henry Thomas, and Dylan Lewis, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Gatland has had a habit of picking Dylan Lewis in the past. Any? It wouldn't surprise any... me because he's good for twenty minutes. Yeah. But I think Henry Thomas has been equal for twenty minutes. Okay. But I think equal. But, but like, what what do they say in Animal Farm? Everyone is not. Uh, is this some about equality? All all men are equal apart from no one or something like I don't know. There's some equality. <laughs> if, if if any more learned members yeah, of the, go, uh, the community and, would like to get in touch. <laughs> let me go and Google that a minute. All right. Um I mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for this game. I think at some point during the World Cup we will see the, the wonder bench of Domachowski and Dylan Lewis. Coming on to carry and fuck shit up. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, so who do we think is going to be Gatlin's replacement hooker then? I mean, it, ultimately, uh, we we think he's going to start with Elias. Sorry, Mikey. Uh, sure. So it comes down to D or Lake on the bench. I suspect Lake myself. Okay, well, that's the casting vote. Mike, do you agree with the casting vote or not? What was the casting vote again? I was researching uh, George Orwell quotes. <laughs> uh, Dewey Lake, we think, is going to be Gatlin's choice for replacement hooker because we think he's going to pick Elias to start. So it comes down to Lake or D on the bench. Going back to what I had said about the, the injury then, and and D is le- is is less of a risk in our sense to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, once again, Mikey, the record shows. <laughs> I can't wait for this team to come out. It's horrendous. Uh, horrendous. I, know. I mean, I know. You feel I I you could feel hard on by today. Um, but yes, once once this team comes out, we can compare our. <laughs> Am I going to be hard done by or vindicated? One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. And and nothing in between. Anyway, going back to my my George, George Orwell branching off, it's all men are equal, but some are more equal than others. I think that's ah, uh, that's where the scrummage of prowess of um, Dylan Lewis and Henry Thomas yeah. come into it. Understood. Right down. That could be an episode title. We'll yeah. All men are equal, apart from the ones who aren't, and then the other ones who are. And sorry about that. And Orwell and and, and, and scrummaging. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if George Orwell liked rugby. Let me Google that a minute. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a resident George Orwell expert. Uh, right, though. Um, so, you boys have gone for a 5-3 split. I'm going 6-2. Uh, so, Mikey, Ed, give us your replacement lock. And I'll remind you, Ed, you picked Dav Jenkins and Will Rowlands to start. Uh, Mikey, you've picked Shinzer and Rollins to start. Adam Beard. All right. How about you, Mikey? Um, it's tough, though, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's going to have to be beard, really. It's no space in your team for Dav Jenkins. Um, uh, it's just the... What can I say away as Ed mentioned earlier, sort of the, the, the greenness of... Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Not Azarati, the other one. Domachowski. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bad tonight, didn't he? This, this, this bloody beer it is, I'm telling you now. It's the beer and the heat. It's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's a wicked mix. Yeah. Um, um, now, I'm going to have my cake and eat it, and I'm picking both Dav Jenkins and Adam Beard on the bench as part of my 6-2 split. Um, I want, There's considerable heft, I think, to come there. But I think Gatlin's going to go 5-3. Five, five, yeah. Um, and we think he's going to pick Beard and Rollins to start. I know Shins are in the back row. Uh, I wonder if he goes... Well, I don't know what to predict. Do we predict he goes Dav Jenkins or do we predict he goes Shins? It's going to be Jenkins, isn't it? Yeah, for Gatland. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you agree there? Yeah, yeah. I think I I don't think he fully trusts Shinza yet. No. Um, and I think I expect we'll he'll get the Portugal game to yeah state a case. Georgia would be a bit of a rough old bit of justice, wouldn't it? But definitely Portugal. Yeah. If he goes well yeah. against Portugal, then I think probably Georgia comes into it then. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, okay, so who's you guys' replacement back row player then? Ah, uh, there he is. All right. I was wondering when you're going to put him in your team. Over <laughs> you, Mikey. Basham. Because he can yeah. bash him something tremendous. <laughs> I I've gone Basham, but I will caveat with saying I've, I've got Shinzer on the uh, on the walk on. Hang on, where's he gone? Ah, there he is, Basham. Yeah, I've liked Basham off the bench. Like, I feel like he's made for it. He covers positions, and he just looks like he's a coiled spring when he comes yeah. up in a good way. He's a bit, he's a bit sort of more squat than the other other back rowers, like, and he's hmm. just yeah ready for it, like and. It's interesting. We never really talked about Basham as in contention for starting berth at six. Hmm. Would, it, <sighs> would it surprise anyone if it happened? <laughs> Go on, Ed. Yeah. You, there's... there's There's more chance of seeing Jack Morgan at six and Lake and Jack Morgan at six and Basham at seven. I think if that was the case, yeah. That now I believe uh, Mr. Pivak used to do that, didn't he? He would play Jack out of position. Yeah, but wasn't like what was I usually to accommodate Raffle? God, so much has happened. No, it was to accommodate Tipperick, wasn't it? Yeah, because Raffle um, was the Raffle was being the sixth to Jack Morgan seven. Yeah, but like I said. Jack Morgan was the sixth, two prick seven. Yeah. Christ, it's but, all but, so complicated. But, but Kivak didn't, didn't like Jack Morgan, hence why he got rid of him from the Scarlets and the Ospreys picked it up and what a sign-in that has been. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I think I take it that we all think that Gatlin's going to pick Basham as his replacement back rower? Yeah. All right, cool. 
Right, moving on then. You lads need to do your replacement scrum halves. So, I mean, Ed for you is going to be Gareth Davis, right? And Mikey for you is going to be Thomas Williams. Easy one. Yeah. Um, right, I've gone Gareth Davis. And because we think Gatlin's going to start Thomas Williams, by default, Gatlin's going Gareth Davis. Replacement fly halves. This, I'm going uh, Anne's Coombe myself. Agreed. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Um, it's, it's almost like the reverse of what was happening a few years ago with Anne's Coombe yeah. starting and bigger off the bench. But um, mm. I think because we haven't seen Anscombe, people's focus, uh, I think people, other teams may not have focused on the fact that Anscombe is missing and they haven't seen a lot of him. Yeah. Uh, have they forgotten about his ability to bring players in onto the front foot? I, I think he's also got the sensible game as well if we need it. Yeah. Like I think in a pinch, he can do the bigger thing of just playing for territory and, and picking the right option. I, I think I think he has got a sort of solid head on his shoulders if he if he wants to play that game. Yeah, and which is, which is different to Owen Williams' kind of solid head. Yeah, it's, it's more dynamic. Whereas Owen Williams was took his took his time, but not to his detriment, but took his time mm. a bit more yeah. time. Um, so I suspect that Mikey and I would predict that Gatland are gonna, is going to pick Anscombe as his replacement ten. Ed, are you are you with us there or no? Yeah. Okay, and then finally, uh, you two. I don't have a replacement outside back <laughs> of you, so my subs. You, you're going to nine or ten? Yeah. That's very brave. Man alive. This is why I'm not Wales coach. All right. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> My emergency center cover is Josh Adams. <laughs> well, you, you, you've got to push bigger out. Yeah. Something like that. Who knows? It'd be fun though. Uh, so yeah, who, who would you boys have as your replacement outside back? Uh, I, I can see it happening. It's not what I think will happen, but I could. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. The, the, yeah. And his ability to play second row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So effectively, uh, we are kind of going six-two. Under <laughs> yeah. the radar, uh, six point five. Uh, yeah, five point five, two point five. Yeah. Uh, who are you gonna go with, Mikey? Yeah, similarly, um, Mason Grady. Yeah, uh, the, the ability to cover, like, and you can push everyone out from twelve, really, can't you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I can see it. Um, so I suspect you boys also think that's what Gatlin's gonna do, because bear in mind now in our Gatlin team, Tompkins ain't starting. And he covers 12 and 13, and Gatlin seems to like him. I predict Tompkins will be in the 23. This is getting my back right up, this is. It's not about you. <laughs> right? It's not about what I would pick. I am predicting. 
we will see the initials oh, don't, don't, don't on do the it. team sheet. Don't. Yeah. Same. Mm. You could do the same with Mason Grady, though. You could, it's no, a straight. It's Grady, a, it's a straight. Great, great, Grady can't do 12. Yeah. Are, are you reckon he could have the push? If, if for Straight. 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think I agree. Sorry, Mikey. I clearly overruled you, so that's fine, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I'm take my beer and go home. Oh, sorry. Already you. Yeah. So, uh, Ed, you are leaving behind Basham, Domachowski, Lake, Lydia, Raffle, Anscombe, Dyer, Halfpenny, and Tompkins. We didn't really mention Dyer in that discussion. I know. We... But uh, I was there or there about with, with, with Dyer, maybe at the expense of Zamet, because I don't think Josh yes. Adams is droppable. It's interesting, isn't it? I, 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 I don't know what combination of wings is going to work best. The the, the, the way, it, in my opinion, you know, I think going forward, always going to lock is is one of them is going to have to develop into a fullback. And I think possibly the, the, the and the only two you can look at as fullback is really is Josh Adams and and Zamet. But yeah. one is more established on the wing, and one's got a longer career ahead of him to establish himself yeah. as a fullback. Yeah, and he's played there the next relatively consistently for Gloucester as well, isn't he? Uh, so, Mikey, you, you've left behind Elias, Jenkins, yes. Lydia, Dreffel, Thomas, Costello, Dyer, Halfpenny, and Todd. It's a list of people who've wronged you, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, And we think Gatlin's going to leave behind D, Domachowski, Lydia, Dreffel, Shinza, Costello, Dyer, Grady, and Halfpenny. Oh, right then. Like yeah, um, so that spreadsheet I will put up on Twitter for people to laugh at, and it'll be on public record, and we can talk about how well we did or didn't do in the next episode. Um, before we move on to wrapping the pod up, what do we actually think the uh, game's gonna go? It's gonna be intense. <laughs> it's gonna be intense, isn't it? That's even down to the am I reaching thing. That's exactly where I've been feeling. Um, I, I did do one of the, I did join one of the Super Brew leagues, Mikey. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I did have us down as winning by two points. How are you feeling about it? It's, it's going to be, uh, 
this is a question of head over heart, like in it or the other yeah, way around. Yeah. The heart will yeah. all the heart will always say Wales, regardless whether whether they're up against the All Blacks in the final or what, or South Africa or anyone else yeah. who's got the capacity to beat, beat Wales, mm-hmm. which is maybe on the day anybody on the roster. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's definitely heart with Wales. Head is is less certain because yeah. Of, of Fiji's like rise of late. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think the Fiji England game was really a true reflection of either of the either of the teams. I mean, like it's well documented. Like the the belief is England are rudderless. I mean, and for Fiji, for Fiji to take the spoils over a rudderless England in a two in a, in a third empty uh, stadia, yeah, isn't really there. So, um, I think I largely agree with that. Um, it's tricky, is it? Because as, as you say, England were in such disarray. <laughs> and, like they're a bad side right now, and the mood seems to be fact. Yeah. Um, I am just seeing some some breaking news. <gasps> Two, as twice in as many weeks. You, you ready for this? Oh, come on, yeah. I was going to search Twitter then, but you know, it hit me with it. Hit me with it. The Telegraph is reporting. A leading tier one nation is understood to have asked World Rugby for clarification about sanctions for any team found spying and that advantage from such tactics could prove decisive in what is expected to be the most competitive World Cup since 1987. Who's spying on them then? So, I mean... Yeah, well, I was going to say, so because it's a tier one nation, it can't be Wales who's worried. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say it. That sounds like the Irish. The Irish are getting their excuses in. Anyway. <laughs> were, they, were they playing? Well, uh, in the in the groups, they've got... Uh, this they is some Southern Hemisphere shit I was reading, this is. <laughs> this happened before between Australia and New Zealand. Uh, yeah, uh, I reckon. I reckon the Scots have been spying on Ireland. That's that's my hot take. Yeah. I base it on nothing at all, for the record. Uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a guess, based on nothing. If who's who's everybody else's wild guesses? That's that's gone more weight to it, right? That's that's got New Zealand spying on France, because Jordy Barrett have gone. Is a, is a doubt, didn't he? So, and Jonathan Dante's out. So, like, you know, they were the, clearly going to be the two twelves who are going to play against each other. So, is, it, is, is New Zealand mucking around to, to try and see what they, they're going to, they're going to, that's going to come up against them? And it, really, I think, look at it, that's the only game that you'd think anybody was spying on. Nah, it's the Irish. They're just having a whinge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christ, like the World Cup hasn't even started yet, right? We've already had accusations of doping and spying. It's, uh, where's, where's the love? That's what I want to know. Didn't that Black Eyes piece said it best, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Um, right. So, yeah, I think that wraps up everything we need to be saying on that. Uh, some shout outs and before we finish, Mikey Nelson got off to some winning starts. On the he weekend. did uh, a pretty pretty hefty win for the first team 
over Amagveni. He was up in the 50s well and boys. And uh, the seconds had a, a decent win as well over Merthyr seconds. So uh, two wins in the opening weekend of uh, league fixtures for, for the boys. Uh, happy days. Jugs in the club after? Or... And a band as well. Never. Mm. <laughs> Tribute or uh, originals? Uh, covers. Ah, there we go. Lovely stuff. Uh, and I think we also should shout out... Um... No, wait a minute. We did that. I've, I don't know what... My weeks have been messed up. I've been I've been away at a conference this week, and we missed a week of podding. And we um, and we saw Biz on the weekend. We did, and I almost I almost thought we had to shout out the uh, the rugby league results, but uh, that's happened, haven't it? Mm. <laughs> Which just leaves us then with our well, t- t- sorry, t- 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 yeah, to, to go on the back of that. Now, um, from speaking to Biz on the on the weekend, um, for winning the league. Uh, and the league cup or whatever, whatever it was, um, they have now been entered into the uh, national. I can't think of what it is. I'm not too clued up on rugby league, but they're in the mm-hmm. the national knockout cup in Wales oh, and England. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, what's it? What's it called? The Challenge Cup. That's it. Yeah, they're in the rugby league Challenge Cup uh, next season. Now, so um, yeah, it, they they could end up anyway, like in oh. Is this the tournament that um, that team Gavin Henson was playing for ended up in during that's it, lockdown? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's awesome, man. Well, they, they, yeah, yeah, you know, they could be, they could be going anywhere in the country, but Wales and England, of course. Like, and uh, you know, I think they wouldn't. Uh, I think they'd be in the Welsh conference, Welsh Premiership, or Welsh Super League, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Again, I'm, I'm, apologies, I'm not sure what it's called, but um, yeah, they are. I, the only team from that league um, in the um, cup knockout. So, uh, good on you boys, and uh, belting, all, all, yeah. all, the, all the very best. And there's a good set of players there. And um, I think uh, a few of the boys they have previously had that kind of level of experience being in the national league setup as well with a previous rugby league team in Wales. So um, there's a bit of a caliber there, like so. Um, all the very best, one. Damn straight. And, uh, uh, does- Biz was, asking, Biz was asking when he can, can he come back on the pod, and I told him for his scarlet shenanigans, never. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he gonna have the time now? <laughs> we don't know, we just don't know. No, we'll have him back. We'll, 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 uh, we'll try and get him back as soon as possible. Actually, it's been a while, haven't it? Mikey's gone quiet, yeah. Nah. <laughs> right, um, uh, does anybody have any forbidden loves? I have. Go on, Ant. Yeah. you first. Oh, that seven-one split had me salivating. <laughs> I I like it. Like if if we're having a bench, then you should be able to do what you want with it, basically. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I mean, when the Lions toured South Africa and everyone was it was full of germs. You had Ken playing number eight and yeah. Lewis Summit playing in Owen Farrell's jersey. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. You, you, every team's going to suffer injuries and, you know, mm-hmm. call-ups are not going to be that easy in some cases maybe and you're going to have to pretty much, um, you know, go with what you've got. So, and um, if, if if you've got to play 7-1, you play 7-1. But it does limit your options off the bench, of course, and that's risking the fact that you take one bump in the backs and you've got a tight dead playing 12. Not saying mm-hmm. that he can't. Yeah. But yeah. I think... Um, the day is coming where we see an eight-nil bench. Yeah, 
Yeah. And oh, really love them. Put yourself in 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 the, play, the space of a of a of a pack of forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Where you 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 haven't been subbed off yet. It's like forty nine minutes on the clock before you yeah. subbed off. And, and South Africa, because they'll be they'll be the ones to sub off their entire eight and bring on a fresh eight when you're on defending scrum on your own five. Yeah. No, you can see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could it, it could be match winning at some point. I stand up and I applaud. If if Razi was still coach, he would have done that by now. My God! Like a, after the consternation, that would have been his first move. Yeah, um, I, I've got two this week. Ooh, They're lovely. both musical, though. Um, yeah. The first of all, yeah. Uh, oh, we've lost Ed. Um, the first of the two is World in Union. It gets a lot of stick. <sighs> I like it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God! Yeah. Like you know when <laughs> I, I mean, like it gives you the feel of like. Of, of of nostalgia, like you know, it takes you right back. Like, I remember listening to this in '95, right, mm-hmm. and that's when I first got introduced to to you know, starting an interest in rugby. Like, and like, yeah. oh, a song was on, and it's just like, duh, duh. oh my god, I got goosebumps now. Like, it's <laughs> no, unreal. But but yeah, apparently it's it's not all that popular in the wider world of rugby. Why? Um, well, I don't know. I think people are scared annoyed by it. But I don't know. They have it once every four years. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good counter-argument. Um, my other one, though, is it's, it is forbidden, I think. So, Wales, right? Um, once we're on a bit of a roll, especially in the World Cup, I feel like sometimes people adopt us as a, their second team. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, and I, I like I remember like there's a lot of goodwill towards us in 2011 when we were on yeah. a bit of a run. Yeah, yeah. Same in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when people like the things that are associated with Wales, famous for us singing, and then that video dropped of the boys singing Callan Lan. Yeah, and I thought this is excellent. This you know is what? Effort, yes. People can't take singing away from us. And what happened? Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> so not only do they know everybody's second fucking team. Yes. Yeah. To be fair. They're also fucking class singers as well. Oh my, like, um, uh, yeah, and it, just, it, just let us have something, boys. <laughs> but I yeah. did love it. It was class, wasn't it? It was so good. He was, and oh, like, and it wasn't. It wasn't a voice or a tune. God no, five and, harmonies, like yeah, <laughs> as if they practiced. Like, whereas you yeah. had Donna Chelsea just kicking off your can on that. Like, it, yeah. it didn't compare. Like, what, what are we singing, boys? I don't know the words, I don't worry. Just hum, just hum, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it just comes natural. Like, rugby comes natural. Singing comes natural. And yeah. far too much carver being drunk over that. And, you know, I, 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 I drop the old carver and I sing, and I sing a song. And this, and this, and the, the, the Fijian team very religious as well. Like, and there's definitely, yeah. you can see connotations of that. And and, and they're playing with yeah, a higher yeah, power it, sometimes. It, like, it's, it's, it's where the, um, the singing comes from Welsh rugby, right? It's all old. Uh, yeah, of course. Chapel, yeah, yeah. Chapel songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, I, I did love it. Um, mm. And we also had a sort of unanimous love, forbidden for myself, not for you, over the weekend. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we all decided that the uh, the top we should wear to Ponty Cardiff, the old oh. players of you won. It is. It's, it's iconic. Oh, it is. It is. It's the jersey they won the Prince Party Cup in. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. One, two, yeah, and uh, I I was there for the um for the Amarin they give Cardiff in the semi final, 
than I would say for the uh, for the Amarin against Netley. So like you know, Saturday was great for me personally. <laughs> you know, there, there was there was a guy behind you as well who was uh, wearing the exact same uh, top. Yeah. I've seen a few about like and, and a few retro yeah. Cardiff jerseys about as well. And it's like, why why do we need these nylon jerseys which which are never going to rot in the in 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 some tip somewhere? They are cotton jerseys. Hundred percent cotton's never going to way you could you could... oh but like you, you see some of the uh the fancier clubs now like um you know your toulons and your yeah. Bafs, yeah your toulouses they actually do um club sanctioned supporters kit now in amazing cotton and they look fantastic like, and they they'll, they'll hark back to like classic versions of the kit so like bath yeah. doing that yellow heineken cap yeah. one no. yeah yeah classic I, like i i want cardiff to do more of that myself. yeah i think, I think... I've always thought, like you know, when, when particularly with the club, you have have stash for for games and stuff. Like you know, you get your your pre-match hoodie, your warm-up t-shirt, your your, your shorts to wear to the game, etc. Like, yeah. Why? I I've seen other teams do it where they have a jersey to wear after the game, but it's a yeah. repl- it's a it's a direct replica of what they wore on the pitch. Now, that I'm not so keen on. It's like you know, you play in like a like uh-huh. a, a like uh-huh. a t-shirt a t-shirty style, but then you have one with a collar for off-field, like yeah. a polo shirt for off-field. And personally, I would rather go back to shirt and tight, but that's <laughs> another conversation for another day. It is. But, oh, did you, did you see all of the um, teams in the suits as well? Yeah. Um, it's very very hit and miss, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, so, some of them, look, I, I suppose it's the, it's the gravity of the occasion. World Cup, you've got to look your best. <laughs> And, they, and I think, and that's probably it. Like, and you know, all the coaches, all the players, all the support staff, it's, it's only right, really. Yeah. I tell you what, who was oh, like just looking super fly, Italy, man. Just, you know, very dark, very dark navy suits, <sighs> I dark bland. shoes, and just a classic uh, tricolore tie. Was it? Oh, see, a big thick stripes on the tie and all, like. Oh, no. So it's like azzurri blue. All right. Then yeah. I, then I had um, red, white, and green. Oh, okay. Flashes throughout. Oh, oh, oh it's worth a lot. Yeah. yeah. And they, they just always get it. Uh, rugby ties are something special as well. Like you see see yeah. other ties, but you've got a good club tie. Like um, I got a player's tie and a uh, commemorative 200 games tie. So uh, oh, nice. Nice. Mm, and there's uh, other, other other ties for like uh, 250 caps as well, which is a, is a nice one as well. Like, but uh yeah, mm. a good rugby tie with a few stripes on it always goes down well. Beautiful. Right then, but shall we call her a day there? Let's I don't go. think we're going to get red back. Lovely. Nah. Right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be sure to put our team sheet up on uh, Twitter now so you can all laugh at us. And if things go our way, we might be back briefly on Friday to react to the team that comes out. Um, otherwise, we'll see you early next week to pick over the bones of the World Cup. Oh, dear me. Can't believe it's you already. All mm-hmm. right, cheers, Mikey. Um, yeah, cheers. Ta-ra. I've got it. Ta-ra.